0: We continued at scs. georgetown. edu/podcast. Pregnant ladies and little kids you better get
1: the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm, just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Oh, I want you to use an ombudsman in a sentence next week. Yeah. I got one for you. My name is
0: Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Despress Podcast. You like outfits? All right, welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We got Pops and LJ with us again, as always. What What's going
1: on, fellas? Oh, good in the hood.
0: We have a somewhat loaded episode. I mean, we, we might, we, I think there's a little NFL draft talk that we can touch on. There's, we're going to kind of check in on the NBA. The NBA is like uh, maybe a quarter of the season left, less than a quarter of the season left. So we might do like a little check in with Pops, see if he has any, any thoughts, questions, and then... I might have a little uh, a little boxing talk, pops. I might need Ooh. to get your thoughts on. This is more of the 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 current stance where boxing's at. Also, I'm going to touch on Jake Paul fight, but uh, this this question we'll, got we'll, less we'll fun as you kept talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, there's the relevant part, which is like the, the the Jake Paul the Jake Paul thing that happened recently. But more a better question will come from that, and then. We're talking soccer. I, Uncle Tony, I hope you're not upset, but we're talking soccer. Hell yeah. <laughs> the Super League, which they cr- creating the Super League. Like, what a name. Do you think someone in the in the office was like, Super League, that's what we're going to call this thing. And they all just, like, applauded. Like, they just knew right away. They must away, have, yeah. That
2: was it? Yeah, must have.
0: That uh, All kinds of stuff. We got a lot to talk about. And before we get into all that, it's the time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the MLB season. And betonline has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, if you're if you're a fan of the diamond, betonline has you covered there. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, betonline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, betonline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates, and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Pop, speaking, it mentioned hockey. Did you know that the Arkansas Razorbacks are currently playing for the national championship on the ice? What is going on in Fayetteville? Are you well,
1: kidding me? <laughs> Time out. I, golly, I'm an Arkansas alumni, but I didn't even know we had a hockey team. We have a hockey
2: team? Are you <laughs> There's <serious>? no ice. <laughs> Not only
1: do we have a hockey team, we have a badass hockey team. <laughs> really? At the University of Arkansas. John Payne is At so the disappointed U- in you. Of a. Well, I heard it snowed in, <laughs> no. in Fayetteville today, by the yeah.
2: way. Yeah, um, true. Today. It,
1: uh, yeah, I a know. weird a weird fr- freeze
0: came
2: over, which makes no sense I to me. I heard people but... complaining about the pollen and the snow
1: on their cars. Well, now, wait, it is April the 20th. Do you think perhaps people were making that up in Fayetteville? Or? I mean, I did see a video, but yeah, it's possible. April the Fanville.
0: 20th. Why would April the 20th be a day where you, th- you <laughs> think
1: that pops? Fayetteville what? parties. <laughs> yeah, maybe Fayetteville parties. So, yeah, the infamous 420 is today as we're recording. So I'm looking to
0: see if there's an update on if the Razorbacks have won. Let's see. Okay, the game is not over. Still, we're recording this on, as you know, 420 on uh, Tuesday night. So we might have an update at the end of the pod, whether the race... Or, uh, but you'll also know if you're just, if you're listening to this, it's already happened, but a live update from the crew. <laughs> if you were listening,
1: you'd be waiting with bated breath. I will say, chances
0: are
2: most of our listeners have no idea the results of this game, even as they're listening to this and right if you- now. <laughs>
0: and if you don't, do not refrain from googling it. Just wait because we'll have we might have the answer. We'll let you know here in about an hour what we what happened. Uh, all right. Also, I want to tell you about our friends over at Locker Room. Locker Room is a free audio only social media platform for sports fans. If you're a fan of sports, regardless the sport, this is the site for you. I mean, the app for you. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games, talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Everybody on this app is watch like you're watching the big game. You jump on the app and you maybe see the analyst you love, or maybe like I or maybe you see the athlete you love. Maybe I don't know if LeBron's on it, but maybe you're watching a game and then you you check and see, oh, the NBA player you like's on it, and he's having a conversation, he or she. You can jump in and then you can like ask them questions for them to answer in real time. Join in on the conversation with all the people over on Locker Room and have a chance to be featured on the talk. People host rooms every week. And you can come through and talk with them live. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Locker Room is the best app. Just check it out on the Apple App Store. It's available on any iOS. All right. Let's get into it, Pops. Let's start. Let's actually, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you where you want to start, Pops. you want to start with a little NBA check-in or have a little NFL draft talk?
1: Uh, well, I have NBA questions at the top of my list, so uh, oh, let's go with that. I, I, there we I would say we. There can. we go. All right, what you what you got? Well, my first thing Fire is away. is uh, so the other day I tried to watch a basketball game, Brooklyn, and KD's out again. What what's up with KD? What the hell's going on?
0: Well, he now just got hurt again on Sunday. I believe they were playing the Miami Heat, went in for a drive. I think it's just like they said it's a contusion. He kind of knee bang him in the. That's a I don't bruise, think it's a bad right? injury.
1: Contusion is a bruise. Yeah, it's
0: just a bad. Yeah. It's another word for bruise. Usually it means a bad bruise, but it, you've you played basketball pops. A knee just, he, he ran just right and a knee smacked him right in the middle of the thigh. Doesn't feel good. But with Kevin Durant, they're very concerned because you knew he, you know he's coming off the Achilles and then he had that hamstring injury that they're really nursing up. And that's what you saw is it was last Thursday. Everybody was pumped for that game, Pops, because that's the number one and two seed in the East. Most people think that is going to be the eastern conference championship uh the philadelphia sixers and the brooklyn nets right. and james harden's already out then durant is out for james harden's out for an actual injury he like he hurt his ankle or something i believe but kd was just a rest there was that was before he had his contusion so it was just a rest they are monitoring him and it was a back to back I, that is the most frustrating thing when you're all amped up for a huge game and then, and then one of the stars, the principal
1: guys out. But you know it is what it is. I understand that. Not the, well, that you answered my Harden question because I hadn't seen him playing in a while. But so, what is his injury? What's wrong with Harden? I, he he had a, a not just a rolled
0: ankle. He had like a, a a pretty good pretty good ankle injury that put him out for I think they said two to
1: three weeks. And it's been close. I think he's close to returning. Quick uh, digression. I was listening to Simmons and Rosillo today and uh, Uh they had a deal where who's the favorite players you like to watch since Jordan? Did you happen to hear that one yet? Yeah. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. And Harden was neither on neither list, which I totally understand because he is not a fun guy to watch. Is he good? Yes. He's not a fun guy to watch to me.
0: Harden's going to be one of those guys in 50 years. We're going to look up. You're just going to see stats. It's going to be probably what – Malone is for like Carl uh, Malone is for a lot of people. Like when I look up stats, I'm like, damn, how good was Carl Malone? Because he's like the lead, like one of the leading scores ever, and re- like his stats are crazy. Yeah. But people who watch him are going to go, he was good, he was really good, but. I, I don't know. I like to Elijah one better. You know, like that's how I get from you. Yeah, and, you I know like, the
1: stats don't always. I like Karl Malone better than James Harden, but all right, I think Harden's going to be
0: that way where people are going to go, oh my gosh, like what is this James Harden guy? He's better than LeBron. Look at his stats. You're like,
1: well, i if you like to watch really. basketball with four guys standing around and one guy going one on one, then then Harden's your guy. You know, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: speaking of that, and this might be getting onto one of your questions, though, pops, you mentioned that Thursday night game, and I think you did tune in for a little bit. Did you notice that that uh, Joel Embiid fella is a beast? He's having a hell of a year. He's pretty
1: good. This guy is pretty good, and I think so. I understand he is in the MVP uh, conversation, and he was leading
0: it before he tweaked his knee. And so he's definitely in
1: it. uh, I hear Jokic is kind of making a late run, and that leads me into one of my questions. First, what's wrong with Jamal Murray? What happened with him? He tore his ACL so on a drive when the game done. was pretty
0: much over. He's done for this year and a lot of next year oh. as well, which is a bummer because the Nuggets probably aren't winning it without him. No, I, don't I can't see chance. that
1: happening. But uh, in that Simmons-Rosillo, you know, they both said Joker, you know, is one of their favorite players to watch. And I will say, if I know he's own, if I know Denver's own, I try to catch the game just because he is so fun to watch. Um, the next question that I had for you, though, leads me to the number one player that they both picked, Stephen Curry. So what is going on with this guy? He is shooting like 50% from three or something lately. I mean, it's Whoa. crazy. In the month of April, Steph Curry is just going
0: bananas like he is just out of his mind I believe pops we are watching Steph Curry play and this is I'm talking about the guy that's won back-to-back MVPs previously when one of them he's the only player to win a unanimous MVP and he's playing his best basketball
1: at the age of 33 every, I think right yeah. now
0: at the age of 33 it is insane he's shooting a ton of threes but he's making them look me and uh, Jared Owens were talking Jared's been on the pod before we were talking about in the, in the NBA record books If you just look at guys that have had 10 or more threes in a game, Steph Curry is number one with 21 games of 10 plus threes. Number two is Clay Thompson with five. Wow. Tied tied for number two is Steph Curry in the month of April. Just the past 20 (laughs) days. He has five in the past 20 days. He is just on a... In the month of April, he's shooting 14 threes a game and shooting fifty percent. That is insane. That doesn't—I've like, never seen anything like that before. He's playing out of his mind. Well, and,
1: and one thing that I do think uh, he would be one of my very maybe the number one player that I enjoy watching since Jordan retired. And uh, I thought that was such a great question, by the way. So shout out to their pod, uh, which needs. Derek to- would be mine. Obviously, there's a homer. There's a homer. Who would be yours? That.
0: Dirk dark, would be on the list no doubt, no doubt, and I think they did mention two thousand eleven Dirk yeah, when he the year run, they, won they won the title. championship
1: um but uh Curry is uh I mean, he doesn't have anybody right, Clay's out this year, I mean he's got no help on the offensive end, he's just having to do it, but what I think is fun to watch is if you get free, he will get the ball to you, I mean, he is still facilitating at offense he's he's a good teammate. Man, he can score at will. It seems like he's just been fun to watch since uh, Davidson. Is it was it Davidson in college? Yeah, Davidson. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, he's just a he's a baller and not a. Where pretty he was big that guy. that
0: thin kid on the mid major with the baggy jersey? Good looking mom falling out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, Stacy. I remember yeah that. that.
0: It, that's the most frustrating thing watching him. It's not his game at all because his game is amazing. But it's just like, and it's not even all the Warriors' fault because Clay got hurt. Yeah and they've had injury issues, but man, this is the best Steph Curry we've seen. And he just says, I don't understand how he's doing it because there's no one around him. There's Draymond green, but Draymond green's more of a defensive guy and a passer. not. There's no one to take any pressure off Steph Curry. And he's still lighting teams up every single night right now. I, if I'm a team, I'm legit playing the box and one, but I'm putting the box on Curry <laughs> and leaving the
1: one in the paint or something. Well, like, I'm just making someone else beat me. The, the stuff I've seen, he's not doing this. Like it's not people laying back. I mean, they guys are defending no. the hell out of him. And he is hitting contested three after three. It's just, it's amazing. Uh, uh, but what Steph's doing is interestingly, he's brought up one of my favorite
0: things. Me and LJ were talking about this, I think before you logged on, but, uh, He's done the thing where all of a sudden we're getting to bring up Wilt stats. Anytime a Wilt Chamberlain stat gets invoked, it's just hilarious to me. So like (laughs) Steph Curry in the month of April, he's averaging 40.8 points per game, seven threes per game. He is on pace to join James Harden, Elgin Baylor, both did it once. Kobe Bryant did it three times. And Wilt Chamberlain, as the only players in NBA history to average 40 points in a month. Wilt Chamberlain, I mentioned how those other guys did it once. Kobe did it three times. Wilt's done it 11 times.
2: (laughs) Uh, Almost a whole calendar year.
0: (laughs) So there's what's destined, which is insane. And then Wilt's 11 times. And then like two weeks ago or a week ago, uh, Steph Curry passed Wilt Chamberlain for the all-time leading scorer in Warriors history. And it's funny every time, like, like I mentioned, every time you see one of these, it just makes you gain more appreciation for for Wilt. Steph Curry became the all time league score in his seven hundred and forty fifth game. That feels pretty fast. Wilt set the old mark in four hundred and twenty nine games. Without a three point line.
1: (laughs) Well, like that, because he couldn't have hit him three pointer to save his ass. (laughs) I'm just saying, Steph Curry got there because he
0: hit so many threes, and Wilt Chamberlain's like, yeah, well, I did it in 300 less games, more than 300 less games. I have to say,
1: though, that in a way, and I I guess I should preface this with I didn't get to see Wilt Chamberlain play. I I mean, I've seen some grainy video, you know, but didn't get to watch him. But I think he was a, a complete man among boys. When he was playing, he was so far athletically and taller than everybody, uh, mainly athletically. Stephen Curry is a boy among men and is is just killing it. Uh, So so I think Steph is 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 maybe a little more incredible to to me, but I didn't see Wilt. So I got to preface it with that. It does feel like, and I'm
0: with you, I obviously didn't watch Wilt, but it does feel like Wilt Chamberlain's like if you put one of us in a basketball game with five-year-olds, but also lowered the rim down to like seven feet yeah. for us as well. Or Wilt's playing <laughs> so guys I, like I,
2: us, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, So yeah. it
0: does make you... Yeah, I, it's more, it's more it, when the Wilt stats come up, it's not as much like, and I, I mentioned this a second ago, it's not as much appreciation for Wilt, which there should be, but also just like sheer amazement at his stats because they just don't make any sense when you
1: try to make sense of them you can't because it just it doesn't uh what what you got what's next all right i got two two left uh well well, three but they'll go quick gordon hayward is he hurt again yep what i'm not exactly sure what the injury but bad bad, or is he he just out for a little bit enough where he's been out for like a month i believe well i mean he went to charlotte right yeah, and was, and Charlotte was pretty good, but then him and yeah. Lamelo Ball both uh, got hurt. I, I like Hayward. I mean, he has got some game, and I just saw that or heard that he was right hurt ankle, a right foot sprain. Uh, mm. Damn, he's just
0: while 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 we mentioned the Hornets, uh, I know we had talked about this. I sent out a letter to you, or a note to you guys that their announcer is becoming pretty pretty well known for his. <laughs> I, we'll just call it reaction to uh, Ducks. We have the most recent one, don't we, LJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, my mind is blown, my <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> just
0: when you think
2: you've seen it all, just
0: wait for it. You see something better.
2: There's your momentum.
0: There's, <laughs> your, There's your momentum. <laughs> So, that is Eric Collins, who's been the announcer for the Hornets now <laughs> since, I think, 2015. But he's really become well-known this year because at, there's a compilation of him. We may touch on this again at some other point, but he does this every time a crazy dog goes. And on a team with Miles Bridges, that dude jumps through <laughs> the freaking gym. So it happens about once a week or once every couple weeks. I just want to ask you guys, first I'll start with you, L. What do you think about our boy Eric Collins's call?
2: I'm all in. I'm gonna start watching Hornets games after hearing that. I don't even care. I don't know who's on the Hornets. I guess Miles Bridges. Um, whatever. I'm watching and Lamelo I'm in. Ball. Um, I don't care. I'm in. Y'all still haven't told me who the Ball family is, so uh, whatever. I don't care. I'm let's go. Let's watch the <laughs> Hornets. <laughs> well, luckily I have. I don't
0: think you see a whole lot of Lavar in the in the crowd for Lamelo Ball games. Maybe it's because it's smaller crowd right now. But yeah, we don't have to worry about the Ball family. The the guys insane. It's definitely intriguing, but... Pops, you've had the pleasure of listening to that compilation where it kind of shows a bunch of these calls, and you do know he does this all the time. You might have a different thought well, than LJ. Well, let
1: me just be clear. I got through half the compilation because <laughs> it's like. And it's not because the dunks weren't good. No, the dunks were good. The dunks were great, but it's like there's this guy just yelling, it just screaming at you, and it's just, it gets old. It got a little old to be halfway through the, what, two minute compilation. So. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. I like his excitement, but it's it's a little over the top, in my opinion. I say good it's become
0: me. his thing, and it has make him know. Like I got at some point this was. I think it's partly this is who he was, but like he's always had this excitement. But he's clearly drumming it up. Like that's that was at some point a business decision. I think where he's just like, I'm going to be that guy. I'm just going to be the guy that loses my. Which there was another guy, Gus Johnson had this too if you remember El, yeah, yeah, He, he yeah, called yeah. mostly college football but also some NFL and he will he will lose it on a broadcast and some people used to invoke the Gus Johnson effect it did feel like every time he was calling a Big 12 game like the one he was on would end up being 50 to 50 going yeah, into true, overtime or something true <laughs> So I, there is some monetary gain to be that guy. Like I think what it, it well, I will get say you.
2: as someone that's not like the world's biggest basketball fan. I don't really like watch basketball the same way you guys do. Like, I don't I don't know the chess game going on. I just like I'm watching like, oh, that was a sweet pass. Oh, good shot. You know, whatever. And so this guy like lets me know. It's kind of like a it's it's a studio audience applauding or laughing during a sitcom. Like, the idiots in the crowd know exactly when to get excited. And I'm the idiot, and I know exactly. So, you amped. know, ooh, that was an <laughs> <Yeah>. exciting play. <laughs> yeah, I get amped with him. Um, so, you guys probably find it pretty annoying because it's like, okay, on to the next play or whatever. Or that was sick, do move on. Um, I'm just like, oh, great, a thing happened. Yes!
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't dislike it, but I, I'm a big fan. I, just give me the Mike Breen bang. I'm cool with just the, 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 the good, loud bang. I don't need you to go... How do you do? <laughs> like we can do
1: well. He's found its niche. I mean, I mean, you know what? Okay, more power to him.
0: Okay, we we've done a little announcer talk, pops. What you had
1: another question? Well, if you would, I, I understand they have a play-in tourney for the seven through ten seeds. Um, I think I've heard a little bit about it, but I was wanting to kind of clarify some things with you on that. Do you are you familiar with how that's going to work?
0: Well, so I'm going to go ahead and look it up again to be clear because as Scott Van Pelt has noted, because they, they showed the graphics because it is interesting. He's shown this, like where the standings are and it's, he's said this a bunch. It's going to be one of those things where all year we know it's a thing and we know it's happening, but then at the very end when it comes down to you know, my Mavericks are as the, the seventh seed are now playing the Warriors for eight seat, the eighth place to see who goes like, we're all going to go, wait, what? I didn't know this was the rules because we're not really paying enough attention to it. And it is new. From what I gather, the, the seventh place team will play the eighth place team. Okay. Yeah.
1: So they don't, they see them, not, but you don't play seven, ten, and eight, nine. That's what it was weird. Right. That's what
0: you would think it would be. Right. You would think the seven, because that's the best one of the four, would play the worst right. of the, the but four. But so the seven plays the eight. Seven plays the eight. Nine plays the ten. Winner of the nine, ten game plays loser of the seven, eight game. The winner of the seven, eight game is automatically in as. The seventh seed in the NBA playoffs. Okay. Okay? So the loser of that 7-8 game and the winner of that 9-10 will play for the eighth seed. Okay. So basically, as the, you, if you get to the 7 or 8 spot, you just need to win one. If you get to the 9 or 10 get spot, you have to win that one and the next one well,
1: so against in, both teams. In essence, I mean, they've added three playoff games in each side, which is, you know, ching, ching, ching. That's money. So that's money toss. You know, well, I mean, it's interesting. It did raise money. Well, Uh, hmm. but that it got voted. It got all. That's the funny thing.
0: All the league owners voted on this and wanted this. But now, and uh, my team, Mark Cuban is not happy about it because he didn't think he voted on it. Just assuming my Mavs are awesome. We're going to, we're not going to have to worry about this. Well, now his Mavs might have to play Steph Curry's Warriors to get to the playoffs in a one-game scenario, and that doesn't sound near as appealing as it did in the offseason when he thought he would be a top-five seed, yeah. and they're complaining about it. The, you know what? And this is, as a Mavericks fan, <laughs> tough, go be a six-seater higher. Just have a better record. You don't have to worry about the The play-in tournament's
1: going to be fun. It's going to be real, I think it'll be fun. To watch. I mean, I see, but but if you voted on it, I mean, you can't have it both ways. Here, here it is. So. <laughs> you
0: had a vote. It, now Now, if it was... The league approved it and it was twenty-nine to one and Mark Cuban voted against it. Okay. Well, you know what? Keep on bitching because you were you were you it's the same tune. But you can't vote yes when you saw the dollar signs and then not like it when you're gonna maybe be the one on the outside. I I'm kinda like Mark shut up on this one. And usually I'm all about my Mark Cuban and he I agree with him on a lot of things. But this one I'm like, eh you don't you don't you don't have any ground to stand there. all
1: right well cl- thanks for clarifying that last quick question I saw I saw that Jordan is going to present Kobe for his hall of fame in ju- in in uh, induction so mm-hmm. I I have that all I did is see that I think on Facebook what's up with that and I mean i that sounds cool do you know any more about that
0: uh not just just that is really all I know like I obviously Kobe's will not be present. And so there was a lot, uh, there was a lot of thought being put into who will present him. Mm. And there was, I think some thought that it could be Shaq. There were some thoughts. It could be Phil Jackson and they landed on Michael Jordan, which personally, I, I feel like it's pretty fitting. I it's, do too. It's the best in the game. It's the best to ever play. And it's the guy that Kobe his game off of. And we saw from the last dance that Kobe and Michael had a relationship that we didn't realize they had. And I, we saw yeah. when those, uh, eulogies were done, and Michael was talking about Kobe. There was clearly a bond and a relationship there that was not really seen by the outside as much. True, true. So i I think it's pretty awesome. I do too.
1: I thought it was pretty cool, and I just didn't know if there was more to the story. But I, I agree with you. I think that's that's uh, really cool. So,
0: speaking of MJ, do you know this week? I think yes, on Monday of this week was the one year anniversary of the Last Dance documentary. No, oh, really,
1: you're kidding me. Yeah, it's been a year ago. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Cause <laughs> I mean I watched those when they came out, so it wasn't like I was delayed yep. or anything. Um, wow, been a, a year! Like it's a been month and one and years since it sure? started. <laughs> Golly! So when was Tiger King? It was about that time too. Oh wasn't my god! That was, was like years. a year and a half ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was. That was comfy. like a year and a couple yeah, of months. Yeah, it was the like first of day months. of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah time, time flies or it doesn't move I don't know however it's you, bro, however it's you the feel worst. <laughs> uh, before we leave basketball talk I do just have to throw out to you pops that Zion Williamson
2: yeah.
0: is all that we thought he was going to be and maybe better oh I, I don't dude disagree. is going insane this year they're, they're, putting, they're playing him like a, a point forward kind of thing it's it's not quite LeBron because he still does it kind of in the paint and it's not much of an outside game, but he can kind of pass out of the post. He's on just 33 minutes a game. He's averaging 27 points, seven rebounds, four assists on 61% shooting. He, and he honestly just is pushing it. It's like, it's a weird, it's a combination of like Shaq when he was just pushing people around, Blake Griffin when he was just dunking on everybody's head. And a little bit of LeBron seeing the court. It's a weird. It's not. It's none of them at their peak, but it's all the best qualities that they have kind of interme- inter- interchanged interchange together. It's 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 pretty wild, and it's I've fun seen to a,
1: a couple of spots of games, and I will tell you that uh, he's fun to watch. He would be, you know, kind of like must see TV if if you know you find him on. I tune in for a little bit. And he's playing, they're currently playing the, uh, as we're,
0: as we are recording, they're playing the Brooklyn Nets who are not playing either Durant or uh, mm. James Harden. So time is a flat circle. <laughs> um, is, th- is that all you had? Uh, is that what you had in yeah. as we yep. check in? That's another reason the Mavericks are upset because you might have to play Zion Williamson with one uh, winner gets in for the playoffs. And that doesn't sound fun either. No, in a one game series, Zion is, phew, he's tough. The season has felt kind of like a slog and it's just like I don't know, they're just getting through the games. It's kind of like any season has felt a little bit with COVID where it's just like push through, just get the games however, however whatever it takes. But I do think the playoffs are going to be really fun. The matchups look fun. The West are going to be insane. The East, the top teams look fun. I don't know about the the, the bottom four aren't. They're just going to all get beaten in the first round, but it's intriguing and I honestly think the finals is open for debate like I, there's no team I would pick right now is like, Oh yeah. Like last year, I thought pretty confidently the Lakers would win it this year. Yeah. If they're healthy, I think so. But we haven't seen LeBron and AD in a while. The nets, if they're healthy, I think so. But we haven't seen all three of those guys play barely at all. The, the Sixers are fun. I don't know. I think it's intriguing. I do too. I, I think it's very intriguing this year good. coming down. So over the weekend, I want to start preface this with, if you bought the Jake Paul, oh, Ben Ashkin, uh, pay-per-view, <laughs> On Triller, I think is what it was on. If if you paid for that, I'm sorry, <laughs> you got what you deserved. Also, but I'm Not sorry. sorry. Uh, I happened to be at a friend's house where they did buy oh, it, and they I, we just, I went over there. There was a group of people, so they probably like went in on it. So it wasn't like one person dropped the whatever it was, sixty five bucks. But still, it was a bad purchase. But so they first off they bought it, and I don't know if it was more of a boxing thing or a bad concert thing. They had so there was literally two hours at one point where a fight ended and they didn't have another fight. They just kept rolling out different people for concerts and it was just concert after concert after concert. And then a fight came on and the fight was a terrible fight and it lasted like one round. I think it was a UFC. It was like an MMA thing. And then they did three more concerts. Like, the Jake Paul fight didn't start till 1130 central time. And I think the whole thing kicked off at like five thirty. So it was oh, just as long as hell. And most of the fights were not good. Added in the Jake Paul fight was not good. He was fighting Ben Askren, who it sounds like Ben Askren was just there to get a to get a paycheck. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Jake Paul is a former YouTube star turned into a boxer. He's he's fought. Well, I can't. I think I think he's still a YouTube star. And I wouldn't YouTube.
2: call him a boxer. But go on. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, the dude can't, I don't know. I wouldn't want to get into the ring with him. I will give him credit. I'll give credit where credit's due. He knows what he's doing with the gloves on. He's not like, I wouldn't put him in there with Floyd Mayweather or anything crazy like that, but he's not just like some, like some smoke, like me throwing on some gloves and trying well, to get sure, paid Well, sure, sure. It's, it's kind of like we rights. talked about going
2: to the, the, the boys club and like playing against somebody who was like a D2 starter or something like that. Like they're, they're heads and shoulders yeah. above me, but I'd love to see him fight an actual boxer at some point. Um,
0: Yeah, he started, he he
2: fought a YouTube guy, another
0: YouTuber, and then he fought more recently, or most recent besides the one that last past weekend was Nate Robinson, former NBA player, who Nate Robinson, I would have, I kind of thought Nate Robinson would beat him, but Nate Robinson's also not, not your huge NBA player you're thinking of. He's one of the smaller guys, but he got knocked the F out. And then Jake Paul fought Ben Askren, who is a former wrestler turned MMA star? Star might be tough. I mean, he did have a couple of fights where I think he might have even got a championship belt at one point, but he was a big ground and pound. And, Do you know what he's was most not famous for? V- stand up and fight. Him? I just know there was a clip before where he took a shit ton of punches straight to the face and somehow didn't knock out and end up winning the fight. Well, what he's, most, no, famous what he's most famous for is being the
2: fastest for. to ever be knocked out in an MMA fight. So.
0: Ah well, staying true <laughs> yeah. to form because it was under two minutes, and Jake Paul knocked him out, which I thought it was a good punch. It looked like a good Paul's, punch. Well, I just let me ask you: just did you see any highlights or thoughts? Like, what, you think about the fight? Oh, I didn't see the fight. I, I'm guessing you didn't buy. It. <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't buy. It. Smart. <laughs> no man. way. I, I watched it, but now I think not like like
1: remind me or anything really. <laughs> Uh, it, it reminds me, I did buy back in the day, and this was before probably even either one of you were even considered, uh, but we bought the Mike Tyson. Uh, uh, oh, what was that guy? Michael. Uh, who was the guy that fought uh, uh, Ali and beat Ali? Le- Leon. Uh, it was his younger brother. Golly, I'm sorry. I can't remember that. But it was a fight with Mike Tyson back when Mike Tyson was Michael Spinks. Spinks. It was Michael Spinks. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Mike Tyson fighting, and it was one of those deals. Now, they didn't have a lot of concerts, but they'd have a lot of pre, pre-fights pre or undercard fights, they would call them, and it started probably about seven, and then Mike Tyson and Michael Sphinx finally get in the ring about eleven fifteen or whatever, and the fight goes like forty-five seconds, you know, or something like that, which was was certainly a big letdown. It reminds me of that a little. I was going to say, I, I actually uh, turned
2: on the fight as you started telling that story, and it was over before you finished. So,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's 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 really really quick. Um, Nineteen eighty-eight. So you know, I c- certainly love boxing. Uh, you know, with this Jake Paul, you know, boxers a lot of times. They're careful in their opponents initially because, you know, you want some tomato cans, if you will, or, uh, you know, some meat in front cans of, of them. A of corn. And then they, 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 they might get bigger and better and stronger and, and better fighters and, and and do better. So maybe Jake Paul will be a fighter uh, at some point. Just I don't think I'd rule him out. The punch that he hit Askren with looked legit to me. Um, but there was just I, so many people tuning in because Jake Paul is –
0: He's a troll. He's an internet troll. He does, he he knows what he's doing too. He tries to be annoying yeah. on the internet. and He does a very very good job of it. There's also questions about if he's just a decent human being, but we'll leave that aside. Those are just questions. But at it, a lot of people tune into the fights because they want to see him get knocked out. And so they thought this was going to be the fight. Oh, this is a former MMA fighter. This is a guy who can really throw a punch. He's going to knock him out. Ben Askren was walking off afterward with his, I think it was his wife. With a big old grin on his face. Looked like a guy who knew he was going straight yeah, to the bank cash and check to his me. Side too. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Jake Paul, but what got me was Jake Paul put it, and this is what he put on Instagram, so I don't know if it's really what the, the exact numbers, but I bet it's close. One point five million pay per view buys. I would like to apologize to all one point <laughs> five million of you, but also seventy five million dollars generated. That that what say what you will about Jake Paul, if he's a good fighter or not, it's it's making money. And I understand why people are down to put it on in the air because it's making a shit ton of money. And I can't tell you dad, there was the last, I don't know who the champions are in box, like boxing, boxing, like the real, I know Canelo is still that guy and he's still like one of the top dogs, but, but that that tells me that people are still interested in boxing. It's not the sport that's dead. It's just something about the way they're handling it. Is it, it, it I feel like I wanted to ask you like back in the day, I know recently we were talking about um, what was his name, marvelous Marvin Hagler, mm-hmm. who recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. But th- that was the heyday of boxing. And even like not that long ago in the nineties or in early two thousands, you and LJ used to spend your Saturdays watching mm-hmm. boxing on Saturday night. And a lot, it wasn't just you; it was a lot of people around the world. It, did they always? I think what's killed him is it's kind of been the Floyd Mayweather effect, where he chose his fights pretty smartly to make sure that perfect record was perfect. You know, that zero, that 50 and Oh, where was it always like that? Was Hagler worried about losing? Was no, ha- Muhammad Ali Hag-
1: worried about losing? Hagler, Hagler'd fight anybody, anywhere, <laughs> anytime. And I think that was the golden time of boxing. You had Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh hitman Tommy Hearns and, and Marvin Hagler. Um, gosh, I can remember so many others and, and that's, probably when LJ and I were watching it, it was probably a little after that time. Uh, But there were still some really good boxers um, um, in it. I I think there was what appeared to be some corruption in it that, you know, when you're questioning fixed up fights and stuff like that, I mean, that's going to run anything. You have to believe the product you're watching is for real. Uh, And the outcome is not known beforehand. And then uh, I'll tell you one thing that that bothered me. I, I believe it was Mar- Marco Antonio Barrera and Di- Diego Corrales uh, had a fight, and Corrales was getting beat. I mean, was was almost knocked out, and came back out and knocked the other guy out. It, it but it, but it got to the sense where you could see what it was doing to fighters yeah, later in brilliant. life, and it made it difficult to watch yeah. because you knew they were seriously permanently harming themselves and i think what helped mma is maybe with less gloves and less repeated hits to the head that they're not it doesn't appear that they're damaging their brains as well, it's a
0: much. younger sport i guess we don't yeah, know for sure. of, it it is unfortunately, unfortunately of we learn this
2: missions and stuff like that in mma like there there are different types of ways to win besides knocking your guy down until he can't stand up anymore um but, uh,
1: well, and I think LJ, probably when you watch with me is Arturo Gatti yes. and Mickey Ward, yes. they had, they had some Brutal. battles and, you know, Arturo Gatti was one of my favorite fighters of all time. Yeah. And he, I don't know if he killed himself. There was a lot of allegations that he committed suicide. I mean, it, the damage that he took, I mean, he was a warrior. Yeah. He would never stop. He broke his hand one time yeah. and kept on throwing it, Yeah, kept throwing it. He was just that kind of mentality. Um, but it but it damaged him permanently and he's no longer with us. And it's, it, it, it soured me a little yeah. on well, Boxing, I don't watch it even as much. Kevin,
2: you're saying that, that because he was able to generate this much money and get this many views that you think like the sport actually has mishandled and the sport itself is still fine. But I, I'm going to disagree and say that really the thing is, is that Jake Paul is, I mean, just a hype machine. He is, he is an expert hype machine. He is the best probably in the world at it. Um, uh, that's what a lot of boxing was hyping up the fight, I,
0: I mean, I the fights are movie.
1: good. I but know, but it, Maybe he was a hot machine. Muhammad Ali was excellent well, know, at hyping up a fight. Like
2: this, uh, until uh, he fights somebody that proves that he's actually a decent fighter, this will dry up after two more fights. I mean, I'm putting the money Perfect. on it right now. If he doesn't fight somebody for real in the next two fights, then nobody's going to care anymore um, until he does. and uh, I guess I'm just... I was intrigued by it. So
0: I I was intrigued by the the boxing and the aspect. I'm not the hugest MMA or boxing, but like a big fights on and, and either I buy it or I I pitch in to buy it with someone. Like I'm watching it. They are, I do enjoy the competitive aspect. It's one of those things where I'm never going to do it, but I like watching it on TV kind of thing. And I just wonder what, I I don't know if MMA is a better product than boxing. I know some people will say it is. I just don't, I don't know that, but they're clearly making more money and I think it stems to boxing so like, the, the 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 thought process is like you have to keep your record clean Then and, and the best fights don't always happen That you always hear rumors of these two guys, I just feel like I've always heard it was the Pacquiao Mayweather rumor forever until it finally did happen But like, yeah. this fight's in the works, it's in the works, but it never happens and the one thing UFC does have is Dana White does make those fights happen whatever you want to yes. say about Dana White McGregor does end up fighting Habib and he might get his ass beat, which he did but Uh, the next fight McGregor was in also made a shit ton of money because uh, one loss isn't going to make it to where you can't make a big purse on the next pay-per-view. And sometimes i worry boxers are thinking about
2: that. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I think that's totally relevant. Um, But I think another factor though is, is like dad kind of mentioned the, the blood sports aspect of it. And I think MMA, I don't know, doesn't feel quite as it feels just as violent, but less bloody, less just awful, you know, Um, But I think one of the reasons that Jake Paul was able to bring in sort of that that viewer base is because about one point three million of his viewers wanted to see him knocked out, bleeding out of his ear and dazed. like he is a very hateable guy. And so a lot of people wanted to see him get his ass kicked and he didn't. So they're going to tune into the next one to see if he gets his ass kicked. And then eventually it's going to be like, okay, so he's doing the Harlem Globetrotters thing or he's going to go and have a real fight and either either win or get his ass kicked and people will respect it. um, One or the other. But
1: yeah, um, yeah, I agree because
2: people are um, going to start
0: getting skeptical because they're tired of buying fights that are point like boring. To like, because th- at some point the fight yeah. has to be good yeah. as well, and I think that's where you're getting to. So, uh, just looking at just real quick, pops, and I know this is before your boxing era, but I'm just looking at records. How many, did Sugar Ray Robinson fight? Like every other day, his re- like Basically. I'm looking at other people's records and I'm looking at his
1: record. No, he fought all the time, all the yeah. time. Like he surely wasn't even recovered from the last fight yeah. when he was fighting in the next. His fight.
0: record was 174 yeah. and 19 and six. Like I know Floyd Mayweather didn't fight a lot, but he fought 50 times. I looked at Muhammad Ali fought like 60, Pacquiao fought like 70. This guy fought 170, just in wins. He started pretty darn young That's too. Insane. right?
1: He did. Now, now, I didn't get to watch Sugar Ray. He was even before Sugar Ray Robinson. It was before my he time. He was the
0: Walter White champion from 46 to 51, yeah. so a little before my time. Actually, job. a fair yeah. amount before my
1: Probably time, bad. but uh, <laughs> he is certainly renowned as one of the best fighters that have ever graced the planet. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was He was an amazing, amazing fighter. I just saw the
0: number of fights Lots. and it blew yeah. me away. I was like, wait, does it, wait, let me check Muhammad Ali real quick. I was like, oh no, this is as impressive <laughs> as it looked. Okay, that's a lot of fights. a lot of fights. Uh, I do want to ask you guys, I think next week will be our more, uh, we're going to go have a, a big NFL draft podcast. We're going to preview it. Hopefully talk to people. We'll see. But I did want to ask you guys thought on some of the the Trevor Lawrence stuff that came out. And there was a big article Trevor Lawrence had with Sports Illustrated where he kind of had – there was a specific quote. I don't have the quote pulled up, but it was like an excerpt got pulled out, and that's what went viral where he said, like, he had the version of, I I love football, but football doesn't make me. It's not everything to me. Being the greatest ever is not like the end-all be-all for me. I, there's a life outside of football. And people, of course, took that as like – Oh, wow. Okay. He doesn't, because all we've done is talk about how awesome Trevor Lawrence is. And I feel like this was the one chance people could, can bash yeah. him. And it was like, he doesn't <laughs> people love the been game waiting. You can't draft him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't love it. He doesn't want to be great. He, none of this. He actually could care less about football. He's going to quit after three years. And I'm kind of just like, slow down. What, what, what did you think about all that LJ? Was that just a bunch of, Blowing st- NFL draft season in a
2: nutshell. Uh, just remind me, uh, what did Herm Edwards say? Did he say you play to have a good time because this is the most fun game in the world? Or, or what did he say?
0: <laughs> I think it was a more as a quicker, easier quote. Just you
2: play to win. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. OK, so I don't think it matters. I don't think I think most honestly um, anything you do, no matter how much you love it. And I, I speak from experience. Um, anything you do for a living does become a job. Um, you can still have a great time doing it. And you can still love it, but it will be a job. And I would imagine that like ninety nine percent of NFL athletes are doing this because it pays the bills really well and it's something they feel good at. Um, so I don't think it matters at all whether or not Trevor Lawrence is like trying to be, you know, the all time best uh football player of all time. I don't. I mean, and and maybe he becomes that in spite of it because he seems to have pretty good work ethic. He seems to have, be pretty naturally talented. I just dislike him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters at all. And I think anybody who's like freaking out about it probably doesn't understand like what it takes to be a good football player. It's not just, um, it's, it's got to, it's hunger, you know, it's not just like, Oh man, I just like a, one day I want to be Steve young. And then like, you just do it. Like you, it's, it's hard work and he's going to work hard because it's what he's always done. So whatever
1: pops, what, what do you think? Um, I, I, I've not, if I was what Jacksonville with the number one pick, I wouldn't be worried yeah. one iota. Um, I mean, I think he's a young man that's trying to downplay the situation a little bit and go, you know, I, I th- this is not, this is a part of me. It's not who I am in, in whole. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. It's, it's like Michael Strahan It's one time said, you're going to, I hope you know more about me from my pa- career after football than my career in football. Yeah. And so, do you kind of like to have that burning desire to be the best? Yeah, I think that's cool. I he sounded like a pretty well adjusted young man to me, and I would like to have him on my team. So it it, it didn't. I think I think kind of what you alluded to, Kevin. Maybe people are looking at reasons, yeah, to not like the guy, and and it didn't deter me at all. Didn't Agreed. deter me at Agreed. all. Agreed. It's just funny. I
0: mean, his answer was it was in in the same line as like Michael Strahan. Like I think he does want to be the greatest ever, but he also is like, I also have other passions. Like we, we applaud LeBron James for all the things he does off the court. And that, so that's him showing that, I'm not just a basketball player. I have other things that I really want to push forward. And that's basically what Trevor Lawrence said. I mean, he didn't say technically that he would go into political things, but just he's saying that there are things outside of football that matter in life, which if you can't agree with that, I don't know what (laughs) you're an idiot. Uh, I don't want to call you an idiot, but yeah, I just don't agree with you. Um,
2: And also the expectations on this, what, 21 year old kid, 22, maybe young kid, 20, somewhere around Um, there the expectations on him are, you know, obscene. Like he's either going to be um, the greatest player to ever live or a huge disappointment, even if he's pretty good. Um, So I think it's okay to kind of get out in the public and say like, Hey, maybe don't put that on me. You know, like maybe just let me play my game and like root for me and hope I do well and, and back off a little bit. Um, I also watch games
0: where Trevor Lawrence ran the ball. Like he he did like a quarterback read or something and straight up took an Alabama linebacker and an Ohio state line two different times, just took them head on. And one of them, he ran through them. Yeah. That sounds like a guy who's pretty passionate about the yeah. game. He, I think he's going to be, you fun. don't take on an Alabama linebacker unless you really want to win I that game. He's gonna and fun, LJ, as you alluded to, you play <laughs> to win the game. <laughs> And then there were a lot of people that were like, oh, does this mean he's going to retire early like Andrew Luck because he doesn't love football? I would argue that Andrew Luck, he did play with a sprained shoulder, yeah. the lacerated kidney, torn ribs, screwed up calf. I don't think he retired because he didn't love football. He retired because football didn't love him. I think now. if I did yeah. half
2: a day at work in whatever conditions Luck was under, I would retire too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'd <laughs> yeah. Like retire from my but, desk job if I had those kind
0: of injuries. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'd retire from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: we pay you too much you never retire
0: uh, <laughs> yeah true true the check's too good it it does bring up an interesting question though that i wanted to pose to you and it, well, you can go back the last 20 years drafting quarterbacks it is it's very hard to do and the hit rate is 50 percent. if you're kind of being nice like it's just it depends what you call a hit i mean if you're saying they have to be a multiple-time pro bowler opera whatever They just a lot of them flame out as we've seen in recent past. Like it happens all the time, whether they're pick one, two, or eight. Uh, What is it that you think, LJ? Because we're we're just going to put our minds like we're the GM, we're the team's drafting, and and we're trying to hit at least fifty percent or better. What are are you looking at strictly tape? Is it are you going off? what you talk to them about how much their coach says that they love the game or I I don't don't know
2: what, why do you think we miss so much or what is the trait that you would look at? Well, that's a tough question. I think like part of me is like, I don't think I'd ever be a good quarterback scout. I don't think I see what makes a good quarterback. I just know when someone happens to be one after the fact, you know what I mean? But say you poured your, I'm saying kind of like you poured your life into it. And this is, you've been watching film since you, for the last 10 years, the
0: 20,000 hour thing. And you're, you're trying to be, I
2: don't know. So it's hard to imagine what I would do in that situation without that practice. But I think like, um, uh, it's, it's not a skill set. Um, I think you'd, do want a certain sort of like size to you, but that's not the most important. I do think it it comes down to like, have you got a good head on your shoulders? And then from there, hopefully we can get you there, but it's, you're taking a coin toss no matter which way, like what quarterback you take in the first round, basically it's, it's always going to be a coin toss. So I think you really just need to make sure you got somebody you can work with and that you feel like is going to stick around. Seems, you know, like, like a loyal player. Um, and then is within the top 10 ish quarterbacks from that class. That's what I'm shooting for, um, personally. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, because if you so if we're saying fifty percent don't work out, I would say being modest, twenty five percent of those don't work out because either bad fit with coaching or the roster. Like, I'll go to the grave saying David Carr would have been a good yeah. quarterback if he didn't get beaten to a pulp yeah. for two years yeah. at start. You just that that ruins oh, There's probably the a handful of Browns too
2: that go in that same category. Yeah, I mean, and we're talking. Like there's
0: a Josh uh, Josh Rosen who we don't, still don't even know. Like it didn't work out yeah. for him, but they also moved on after a year and we haven't seen him. And maybe it was bad coaching. Maybe he's not it. I, Pops, what do you think? What is the – either either what are you looking for or you can answer it in what is it that teams get wrong most often? Well, I,
1: I would tell you what I think I'm, I'm looking for. And, and I kind of thought of this a little bit as LJ was talking. I think I would look at a lot of tape and I would see how – a quarterback's teammates reacted to him. That's good. Okay. That's good. So, so if he does something good, are they high fiving him? Are they? Do they love him? Do they? Does he? When a when a receiver drops a well placed football, is he talking to the receiver or is he berating him? You know, is he yeah. kind of coaching him up? So I think
0: is he doing the Aaron Rodgers like, eyes, yeah, that kind I, of annoys Is he rolling his
1: eyes or is he like? Come on, man! You know we we can do better. I know you got it. You'll get the next one and go right back to him. So, and if he's looking for a high five and no
2: one gives him one, then you know that's like a first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, a quarterback is is a lot of times de facto the the a captain of the team. Yeah, and and so yeah, true. Um, I, I would want pretty much see, like a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. I would want to see how his offensive linemen react to him, how his running backs, how his coaches. Uh, how is defense you know are they cheering for him are they watching and, and and i think I would look yeah because it's easy to see can he can he throw that twenty yard out you know on a on a frozen rope or and and does he have touch on the ball? i mean that's yeah. stuff you can pretty easily see by tape, but you you can i think intangibles are a lot to it and Patrick Mahomes comes to mind i mean I love the way Patrick Mahomes comports himself <laughs> he's he's excited. He's he's passionate about playing. He is charging up his players. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'd say a lot of that about Tom Brady. I know he's probably not the most beloved, but it, but still his players His teammates love him. love him. Yeah. His teammates love him. Yeah, so Yeah, no doubt. I I think that's one of the things I'd look for.
0: Yeah, I I really like that. So if I'm a team getting ready like say I'm one of these teams getting ready to take, you know, say I'm the 49ers and I'm looking at Fields, Lance or Mac Jones mm-hmm. or whoever it is, I, I Just as much as I have a scout or multiple scouts probably watching every single throw that that guy makes and and whether I think he can fit in our offense, I might dedicate another scout to watch every just clip of him that's not the play, like uh, after the play or while the defense is out there. Like, what is he doing? Is he checking his iPad, trying to figure out what what the defense was doing? Is he also cheering on the defense? Is the defense, like, eager to high five him? Like, you know, just little things. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Or his line.
0: Yeah. I I think there's just because, because that, I think you hit it on, hit a big part of it. The quarterback has to be, has to be kind of the leader. If you don't, he has to be able to get guys, men, to follow him and believe in him. And so if he's not doing it at 20, what's, what makes you think he's going to do it at 25? And sometimes it's the charisma and you can miss on that. And, yeah, you can miss on that, too. There's been guys that people, you know, you get them in a closed room and they interview him and they think he's awesome, and then it flames out. It happens. But I, I just think maybe we they put too much into height, weight, hand size, can you make the 80-yard throw, and not enough into, okay, he, he can't quite make that 80-yard throw that Ryan Mallett was making, but it does feel like everyone loves him pencil, in that locker so. room, and that's a big deal. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> well, you know, that you make me think of Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker Mayfield was kind of probably not loved outside of his team, but his team loved him. It did and, seem that way. I mean, it seems like they would they were going to war with that guy. And, and it still seems it, that way. It, it still seems that way, and that's the guy I want. Somebody that'll go to war and, and have people go to war with him. Well, that's, that's the guy I want. I've still got an open wound for something that people do wrong, if you want to hear that.
2: Please. Um, height? Uh let's just chill. Uh so the Broncos famously were going into one draft and they had a quarterback at the top of their board and they were like, you know, uh this guy is the guy outside of every aspect or he's with every aspect outside of height. He like he just doesn't have the height to be an NFL quarterback. We don't want him. So they end up picking Brock Osweiler instead of The Brock <laughs> instead of uh Russell Wilson. Um, wow! So, mistake, yeah, Big a little bit. Mistake. <laughs> I mean, one quarterback got. I think they also trade to take his contract away from a team. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think I'd rather have Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah. I think they also uh, loved Paxton Lynch for many of those same reasons yes. that he fit. He fit the which luckily they took him when they did because I think if they would have let one more pick go, the Cowboys would have taken <laughs> yeah. him instead of Dak Prescott. He was so, going to one of our teams worked out well for part of this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it's just. You know, it's great when you get a Josh Allen yeah. who is six foot five and can make that throw, but that doesn't need to be 80% of your... Of your well, especially week. nowadays, There's we know this. And
2: and it's maybe easy to say in 2021 um, as opposed to, you know, whatever, 2009 or whenever that was. But uh, um, because now we've got, yeah, we've got Russell Wilson. We've got Drew Brees. We've got quarterbacks that are under the six foot mark that are doing just fine. So, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. I want to move on from some football and get to some football, if you will. (laughs) Oh Um, God, you're going to confuse our foreign listeners. (laughs) But before we get to some soccer talk, I know you've heard us talk about how if you're gambling on the game, you gamble on basketball. You've heard me give terrible picks on the NBA or or the Masters or NFL, but you also got some soccer bets over on Bet Online. It is the time of your where All your you want to get some skin in the game, and if you're getting into some footy right now, maybe your Uncle Tony and you're kind of wanting to get more into the pitch and and what's going on over in London. They wow. have you covered over at Bet Online with everything, every sport, every game, every matchup. Whether it's on the field or in the ring or the octagon, they got you with MMA and championship boxing as well. BetOnline has it all. It is the fastest and easiest way to place in and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. And before we move on, I just got to tell you about the best sunglasses in the game. Look, your outdoor experiences could simply put, they could be better clearly better. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Kanan's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. That seems like a a good thing for sunglasses. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Cane sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. And I'm just telling you, I have a pretty wild (laughs) imagination. So it's beyond my wildest imagination. (laughs) Use the exclusive code kanancast 15 at Canaan.com to receive the 15% off your first pair. And it is spelled a little differently than you may think. That is Kanancast K-A-E-N-O-N, Cast, C-A-S-T, 15, 5 Canaan, clearly better. All right, LJ, we talked about at the top, the at the Super League, they're, they're doing a the thing where, like, I, I, from what I've kind of gathered, all the richest teams are just going why don't we just play each other? And they're just saying F everybody else and making a super league. But a lot of people are really pissed off about yeah. this. Uh, can you, as you might know, as the listener, me and pops don't do a ton of soccer. LJ
2: does the most on this pod. So explain this to us as if we're five. Okay. Um. So first off, I think it's worth putting out there that it actually, as of right before we started recording, it looks like it's actually probably not going to happen because a lot of teams backed out um which we'll talk about why cuz of the backlash probably um, okay okay but uh but so first let's just kind of like break down i want you guys to know kind of how european soccer works and for the foreign listeners when i say soccer i mean what you guys call football when i say football i mean football just so there's no confusion american football is what i'm talking about when i say football throwing an oblong ball yeah. yeah um i'm not going to call it hand dagger or anything like that it's football um but so so the way that the the leagues in europe kind of work is that there are um let's just let's just put this into like baseball terms right so there's like a minor leagues and a major leagues right and uh so if you can imagine for example the uh uh the the minor leagues and the major leagues aren't connected at all so like the memphis redbirds are not an organization of the cardinals in this sort of fantasy world um they are their own team that is like a memphis team and
0: But they're just in a smaller league.
2: Um, And so then, so like imagine the Arkansas travelers are just absolutely killing it. That's like a a small time minor league baseball team in Little Rock. So they're absolutely crushing it these days. And then, you know, coincidentally, the Rangers are just garbage. You know, they're just falling apart and uh, they end up at the bottom of the league and the travelers end up at the top of their league. And then what happens at the end of the year is we're just going to take the best minor league team and get rid of the worst major league team and let them in. So, you know, all those discussions we have all the time about like, would uh, Alabama beat, you know, Jacksonville or whatever, like in, in soccer over in Europe, you kind of get to see that in a way because they, they just promote um, major league or minor league teams essentially into the majors. And so that's when you get these really cool stories like Leicester city where they were like some unknown team that just got kind of promoted because they did good in their division and then ended up winning the whole thing with like odds that were un- insurmountable, except for, for them. Um, you get some really cool stories like that. And they're really exciting. You can understand why people would like really like the system, because like if you're the Rangers and now you've been demoted, I mean, you've got to build like you there, you need to not, like you can't have a rebuilding year. You've got to keep working to stay like in the pack all the time. And then if you're the travelers, you got something right. to fight for like all the time, like, You
0: actually have that, like, if we do catch lightning in a bottle, we could win the whole day. And
2: then imagine too, that you're like a a little rock baseball fan. And you've been going to travelers games since you were a kid because they were cheap tickets. And as you grow up, you get like the $400 box seat or whatever. And then all of a sudden this is a major league team. Like how cool would that be for, for the fans of that city? And like, how important is it for the DFW fans to, to, you know really start, you know, putting into their team, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's, it's kind of a cool system. And then you take that and then you actually imagine that this exact system with a similar level of competitiveness exists in Canada and in Mexico and in like Cuba and in, um, you know, Brazil. And so all of these, uh, sort of confederations of things, they, they have like a yearly sort of champions where like, if you, it's kind of like now we can imagine like March madness where, um the you know if you win sort of your league then you get in, you get a bid you know there are at large bids for teams that just do you know surprisingly well and they get put in the champions league um or or the tournament right um and so then you know you have like all these leagues compete against each other and then you know there's a there's a big winner at the end of it and they're like the champion um so that's like a pretty cool system um if you can have the competitiveness right. all across so what's kind of happening now is like metaphorically let's imagine that like Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina and Kansas um, over this next summer, they're like, you know what? We're going to start our own damn tournament. We don't care. We don't care about this seating. We're always going to be in no matter what happens. We're starting our own damn tournament and we're bringing, you know, another You know, we're bringing every college basketball team that historically has done well with us. Um, I think you can understand why the. So it's like
0: them. It's like, it's like Duke going, I don't even want to have the option of maybe losing to Lehigh. Y'all are only watching because Duke yeah. and Kentucky, like, you're only watching because we're there. So we're just going to get 12 teams that are the best and we're just going to play each other. And the winner is the the yeah. champion.
2: That's yeah, what yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so they're trying to do this while they're still playing, you know, in the ACC or whatever. Um, but just on the side on Wednesdays, they're going to play, you know, the best, uh, SEC team as well, or whatever. They're just, they're going to, you know, have this tournament kind of go during the season. Um, but it doesn't actually matter what happens at the end of the you know ACC season because that tournament doesn't matter to anybody anymore because it's it's not the super league and so league. the reason that these teams are doing this in 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 Europe and I will say if you can name 12 soccer teams um i get, oh, if you can name two soccer teams i guarantee every soccer team you can name is on this list of teams that are thinking about joining the super league they are all teams that Americans know like there's not a single team that you haven't or that uh, you could think of that isn't on this list. It's the best teams historically.
1: Manchester Definitely United. List. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Uh, now.
2: <laughs> Barcelona, yep. uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, Manchester City, Real Madrid, Tottenham Hotspur, um, Juventus. Like all of the teams you can possibly think of, I guarantee are on this list. All the
0: ones that I played yes. with on FIFA They're that, that on are the highest rated. Yeah, okay, and
2: and I will say that I think it's kind of uh, present that the the metaphor of um, you know like Duke. Um, there are a handful of teams on this list that are historically good, but in the past five years have been pretty awful. Um, the Manchester teams, I think are both on that list. Uh, and so, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like, okay, so you get a permanent bid into the super league, but like, you're also not even in the top 20 of your own league. Um, that's kind of a weird flex. Um, but so the reason that they're doing this, but it's cause they have a lot of, well, the money, reason right? that they're doing this, the, the, the claim teams. is from the teams that are trying to do this is due to COVID uh attendance has been down people aren't even really watching games the excitement's just kind of down over soccer um and so they think what we can do is we can give them something to watch who doesn't want to watch Manchester United versus Barcelona on a Wednesday night like that's that's worth checking out who doesn't want to watch Chelsea versus Arsenal like let's go like let's I mean those are actually in the same league so that's a bad example uh Chelsea and AC Milan um on a wednesday night like let's let's do this um people will be more interested there will be more soccer to watch and then we can use this trickle down effect with our big clubs getting this giant loan because we're proven names um and we can use that to trickle down back into our leagues but you can understand then why like the premier league which is where the english teams are or uh la liga which is where the spanish teams are uh they're not particularly excited about the idea of their best teams doing something out or their most historic teams at least doing something else in their off time, and then kind of rendering their big tournament useless. It feels like a
0: huge middle it, finger. It does, to the, yeah. To the Premier and, and
2: to the fans of, say, the Arkansas Travelers in this metaphor, um, their team can't ever get in this league. Be- well, they could in theory. They're in the, the idea of this league is there's going to be 20, league, 20 teams, uh, 15 of which will be founding members. So we already know the 12 that they've listed, and there's three more that they're talking to or whatever in secret. Um, and then they will have five more play in each year. So they're only out of the 20 different leagues that play in the European football associations. Um, only five can possibly get in. So will the travelers ever be the, the champions of, you know, the entire Americans in baseball? No, it can never happen. So you lose the Leicester cities, you lose all of these really cool underdog storylines, um, forever. And, uh, and what kid would ever want to grow up and like play at like their local league that can never do anything. Like they, they want to get into a super league team. Um, so, so people are pissed about it because it's kind of saying, Nope, these most powerful teams, they have all the cards. They're going to continue to have all the cards and, uh, and, and you're just going to watch them instead of everything else from now on. And so people are pissed at it. And so, in lieu of that, just as a uh, recent update, apparently five of the six um, English teams have decided to pull out because the UEFA has decided that uh, if, you, if you join the Super League, you're not allowed to compete in our tournaments. So you can't compete in a Premier League tournament. You can't compete in the Champions League. You can't compete in your particular league's tournament. Um, you, are, you, are just, you can play your season potentially. But as far as major tournaments go, you're out. And so a lot of these teams are like, oh, so I get one shot at a championship or nothing. And there's... A lot of good. T- okay. So, okay. So I'll, I'll, uh, never mind. I'm not going to do that thing. That was crazy. Like, let's not, let's, I wasn't talking about that. Let's, uh, let's forget about that whole thing.
0: That's kind of what they're saying. They're like, oh, yeah, we were yeah, joking. Still, we weren't serious. We just kind of, I wanna believe see. it's
2: Chelsea is still holding out. They're like, yeah, I mean, we want to kind of hear from people. We want to know whether our fans are interested in blah, blah, blah. But all the other English teams are like, nah, screw it. And so with five of the 12 bailing, now to make this 20 team thing work, they're going to need to get, Eight more teams, which is kind of a big ask because a lot of teams have turned them down. So. Did Did
0: they throw throw out the possibility that they could make those to te- anybody that any player that was competing on those, as they called the Dirty yeah. Dozen? Did they throw out that those people could not compete in the FIFA World Correct. Cup? Correct.
2: Yes. So imagine.
0: How is that even possible? They can't determine. Well, yes, they can. The People World Cup's like the Olympics, well, isn't it? Kind so, of? I mean, so,
2: the, so we talked about uh, the UEFA, which is like the governing body for all of these different countries' leagues. So the British League, the Italian League, the Spanish League, they control all the European leagues as like a major governing body because there's a lot... Of like, you know, since they're so competitive, there's a lot of like, I'll buy this player off of you for six months or whatever. It's like
0: the czar. So they make sure that everything's consistent
2: along the leagues and nobody's getting screwed over. No league is getting screwed over because, you know, the Brits have all the money. So like, you know, now a Slovakian league um, is just going to have all their players bought instantly for nothing because they can't afford blah, blah, blah. Um, So that's the UEFA, which is a part of another organization you might have heard of called FIFA. Um, which controls the entire world's soccer, which um, is also the organization that creates the World Cup. So yes, FIFA absolutely has the ability to just say, no, these players can't be in our tournament. Not allowed, because we said so.
0: Well, just as a, a dumb American here, there's not a whole lot of American soccer players on these well awesome team so i think we're gonna win the i People guess world yeah cup. that could be so a thing I mean, to root for
2: is like we can make sure that cristiano ronaldo's out we can make sure that uh you know all these <laughs> we get Messi, yeah, ronaldo get out of them here and out and, get him out of here and all the so sudden, you're we, saying there's yep, a chance the, what was that guy's <laughs> name jody i can't remember his name but that one american soccer player be the mvp of the world cup Jose out hmm
0: yeah i remember Jose out was the yeah. kid that was like 13 is supposed to be the best ever and he never ended up being but, there's someone
2: but, here, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of the gist of it. I don't know if that helps much, but...
0: No, it does for me. I I just know the main thing I noticed is I got down a rabbit hole both on Twitter and then a little on Reddit that it seemed almost unanimous that there was not one fan that thought this was a good idea. Yeah, it's like all hated the idea of well, it. And so it makes me it's think, obviously well, then don't, the but, only, but they're also like, it's stupid because I watch it too. Like it's my team. So I'm going to, Yeah, watch. but the only
2: reason that it, it would happen is because the owners want more games to play against high level opponents. So they can pack out a stadium and sell TV rights to it. Um, yeah. I heard the whole reason was they lost so much money in COVID yeah.
0: that this was their, this was their, like, okay, we can make all our money back yeah. doing this. And they didn't They didn't think about, oh, people are going to not just dislike it. They're going to
2: hate it. Well, I think they it. even probably did think that because I think it's like, it, it, this is like an idea that's been floated out. This isn't like brand new to this year. This is something that's been floated out and it usually gets shot down very quickly because it does create a complete power imb- imbalance in European soccer, um, which, you know, it would suck if, um, you know, one team won the NCAA football championship every year like Alabama does. So I can understand why people are frustrated by that um, to have all that power collected into like a handful of teams. Um, I mean, the sec gets so much hate. Um, the Patriots get so much hate that if like, you actually like create a system where that is the only way it can work, uh, you know, I would hate it even if that was my team, you know, I'd, I'd want a competitive league. Um, so, you know, um, I think people knew that this was going to be unpopular, but I think it was more unpopular and especially because uh, even players started speaking out against it because they want uh, you know they came from these small clubs or whatever like they they have a nostalgia for the system like this this whole function is cool to them so interesting interesting to see where it goes out I know for
0: the, the, the there's a few soccer fans that listen to us I, I, regardless this was like it took over world sports news in America it wasn't as big because soccer's not the biggest sport in America but it was like... It, it gained a lot of traction. I was interested, and in it also kind of went over my head. I didn't know much of it, so I'm glad you kind of dumbed it down and explained <laughs> it. Uh, now I want to move to some, some news in the... Uh, it, we're going to transition from sports and kind of talk. First, I want to go with something I saw with shows. Amazon Studios is getting ready. As many may know, they're getting ready to make an adaption of Lord of the Rings trilogy with a series. And I saw... That Amazon is about to spend, they're going to spend roughly, according to The Hollywood Reporter, $465 million just for the first yeah. season of the show. Yeah. Just to put that in comparison for people, HBO's Game of Thrones cost around $100 million per season, which is one I thought would be like the only, like, that has to be the most expensive show ever. And they're saying $465 million
2: for one yeah season
0: is that not insane Uh, lj absolutely nuts (laughs) i mean it's it's
2: filthy nuts like i don't even understand i mean i guess they know it's a it's a it's a proven commodity people love lord of the rings it's it's one of uh, so many people call that their favorite anything their favorite book their favorite movie blah. like it's just their favorite their favorite soundtrack their favorite you know whatever people love this product of lord of the rings so they know it's going to work But that's still a big old hunk of change to throw at it. And for their sake, I hope they nail it because if they don't at that cost, they're going to be the enemies of everybody. Like it's going to be way worse than Season 8 Game of Thrones.
0: and that's what I wanted to I wanted to ask dad too because like so I saw Game of Thrones originally it was about six million dollars per episode in season one by season eight it was 15 million per episode but that's because they knew they even we're not going to talk about season (laughs) eight but they knew that all eyes were going to be on it so it was the return on investment was there so that's what they're thinking with this Lord of the Ring thing Pop's do you, do you, what are your thoughts on Lord of the Rings? Did you like it? Watch it?
1: Are you interested in the show? I, I've never read it. I tried to read uh, The Hobbit, I think is the first yeah. in that in that series, uh-huh. and I just could not get into it. But now, uh, our good friend of ours, Bob, uh, loved Lord of the Rings. I went to go see I mean, him in theaters a, with him, yeah. Yeah, avid yeah, reader. Really? And loved those, and, and certainly I respect what he liked to read so there you know i, I kind of think i could have got into it i will i will give him a shot i'll give him a, a watch um but i just i don't know i could never get into the books so uh have you ever watched you, the movies did you though, watch will? the
0: movie you didn't watch no, the movies no,
1: because i it was just too much fantasy for me i couldn't get into the book so i didn't but I, i'd probably but you it. like game
2: of thrones <laughs> they're different they're different i did different. it
1: it, it, they are different now maybe so because I, I even read the first uh, uh game of thrones book and it was fascinating i mean i really really did get into game uh of thrones. they're both fantasy
2: but like basically george R. R. martin kind of went into the game of thrones series thinking well basically everything that's written in the genre is a trope of lord of the Rings, so i'm going to do something a little different and that's kind of yeah. i mean so they are different they're very different for an audience member for sure
0: well, so the, my other question was going to be because pops and you uh, kind of answered it, but yours. But I, I'm one. I did actually read The Hobbit. I read it for school, so I didn't like it to start, <laughs> but then ended up really enjoying the book. I did actually really like it. But when it comes to the movies, I've never watched any one of them. So I thought maybe I was going to be like the the lone idiot that hasn't watched it. It's kind of one of those weird things where it's just gone so long. No, you
1: got company
2: and now. I haven't EDC, seen it. Well, so. and, and I will say, I'm not the world's biggest fantasy nerd. Um, And I don't just absolutely adore these movies, but a lot of my friends do. Um, And even though I don't absolutely love them, I would say it's worth your time to watch Um, it. But the problem is, is they're now what, uh, 15 years old and you got to have, you know, almost nine hours set aside to watch all three of them. So like, it's, it's a daunting task, but I would say it's, it's worth watching. Uh, They are, they're pretty much masterpieces in cinematography And, uh, there's a lot of things that I think anybody can like, uh, sections of it. It's just, it's just so daunting. And so I understand why you haven't, but like, I do know a lot of people that would call you the biggest idiot in the world and probably, uh, stop talking to you. So
0: (laughs) also if I'm the creator of these shows, like, so if I'm the, if I'm Amazon, if a Hollywood reporter asked me how much we're spending on it, what flow, say they're spending five, like 300 million. Maybe you flip Cause this is just a report on what they're roughly spending. So I'm just throwing out 465 million. Cause you know, now we're talking about it. At least it's like we're getting, they're getting free publicity when they just say we're spending a shit ton of money. And if nothing else, you got me over here, idiot who hasn't watched yet, but also I'm like 465 million. I got it. I'm going to at least check it out. And they might have me hook, Maybe. line and sinker after Maybe. one episode. Who Although knows? I do worry so.
2: just as sort of, uh, it, so Lord of the Rings is like a finite story that Tolkien wrote. Right. And so making it into a series, like kind of makes me nervous conceptually. Cause you try to drag out a series and like create as many seasons as you can. And so if they don't have like a, this is four seasons and we're out, then like, you know, I think it's a bad idea. Then you're going to, and have then some... also a lot of things don't get better when you throw more money at them. You have to throw the right amount of money at them. And so this, this does feel like too much. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to go to. Uh, they might have the best craft services in the world and they're otherwise going to just like have, a pretty normal uh show running experience but it it does seem like this is the type of thing you throw more money at you're going to have too many cooks in the kitchen and all of a sudden you know um it's all just going to be cg and it's going to be weird like it's it it seems like it might be too much money i'm a perfect
0: example perfect example season eight game of thrones just because you spend a lot of money on it doesn't mean it's going to be the best season because it clearly was not (laughs) sticking with the fantasy theme here uh Pops, we, we said we're recording this on 420. Um, can we talk about, the, you have mentioned the origin of 420. For those who maybe don't know what 420 is, it's a day where a lot of people smoke a little bit of the devil's lettuce or or <laughs> some bit of marijuana, but I have no idea. I just always have known since I've what I don't know what, when you're what you're sometime when you're like in eighth grade you hear the term four twenty and you act like you know what it means yeah like anything yeah you don't want to be the one idiot <laughs> that doesn't know yeah and then you, so you figure out what it means and you just know oh it's the day for pot <laughs> four twenty <420. laughs> munchies but well, what is the actual before origin? you use like, some random you go light? can
2: I actually tell you what I used to think it was so that way you can tell me how wrong I am sure okay so growing up what i understood it to be was the police code for if they smelled weed in your car and so that's why people right. call like that's why people celebrate That's not a
1: terrible yeah guess. i mean i
2: don't know if it's true or not
1: no no well that's that's not true interestingly <laughs> enough though that is a that's a very widely held theory that you know like i can't remember you've seen cop shows and they've got a 318 going yeah right down, exactly armed robbery or whatever right. And so a lot of people thought 420 uh, was a was code for somebody smoking weed or we're going to go bust them or in possession. Uh, it's not actually that. Another one that I actually uh, just found out recently, they thought Bob Dylan had a lot to do with it because he's got that song Rainy Day Women number 12 oh, yeah, and 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the song, he says, everybody must get stoned. And if you multiply 12 times 35, you come up with, Anybody want to take a guess uh four thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. okay four twenty so but, <laughs> but alas, but alas that is is not the case so w- the most widely accepted story is there were a group of about five friends in San Rafael High School in California, and I believe this was the early seventies, okay yeah, early seventies. sounds right. And they would gather, they got wind that there was somebody with the Coast Guard that had grown a marijuana field <laughs> and then got deployed out. And so he couldn't take care of the marijuana field. And so what they would do, it started out, it was 420 Louis, because they these were all athletes, so they played after-school sports, and they would get done with their practice about 4, 415, whatever. And they would meet at 420 by the Louis Pasteur Uh, statue and what they would proceed to do then is number one get high of course and and number two (laughs) try to find this try to find the treasure (laughs) yes they had some map apparently uh, uh that that the i don't know if the coast guard guy gave them or let them on a wild goose chase but so that was always it got to be a thing it's 420 louis uh, and then how it got further, they never did find the the field um, of of poppy. But uh, <laughs> what got, you're saying, they never <laughs> found the treasure? Probably because they got high first. But uh, it just so happens that several of the guys, or at least two of the guys' dads, one handled all the real estate for the Grateful Dead, for the, the guys in the Grateful Dead. The other ones. Dad, well, now we're making connections. <laughs> others, well, listen, this, this is how 420 got to be such so. Common. This is the most 70 so story another, I've ever heard. <laughs> Another guy's dad was very fr- uh, good friends with the bassist uh, of of uh, of uh, Grateful Dead. I, I think the guy's name was Phil Lesh or something. But anyway, great friends with the bassist. So they would hang around at Grateful Dead concerts and get to go backstage because their dads knew them all. And one of the Grateful Dead guys heard him talking about 420. <laughs> well, he thought it was cool, so he starts using it a little bit here and there. And then a magazine y'all may have heard of a little bit back in the day, High Times, which was basically an advocate for marijuana long before it was anywhere near as legal as it is today. Well, a reporter was at one of the Grateful Dead shows, and he heard everybody talking about 420, and he got intrigued. So he starts using it in his article in the magazine in High Times, and then just, bam, 420, 420, 420. So that is the most widely. And in in researching this, um, there there are five members, two of which are still anonymous. Of the, They called themselves the Waldos. I don't exactly know why they called themselves I've seen that. The they Waldos. used to hang out on a wall. I did see that part. Okay. Well, they called themselves the Waldos. This could be an awesome series. I know. Yeah. going to be a Netflix series on this. <laughs> but three of the guys have come out, and they're well-known, and they've taken a picture with the 420 flag that they nice. had back in the day. Uh, there's one of those things that where, uh, you know, you ask in a yearbook or a school paper, give me one word for your classmates, and one guy just goes four twenty, and so <laughs> they have that from back in the day in the San, San Rafael High School newspaper. Cool, and they have some memos back and forth where they reference four twenty. So I really think it was these Waldo guys. Uh which actually three of them, and I don't know why their names are well known known, and two have decided to remain anonymous. That's Chichon Chong, the anonymous one. Yeah, Chich and Chong are the anonymous <laughs> pair of the world. They don't want anyone probably. to know the smoke weed, so <laughs> but uh but yeah. That is it, that, that is fascinating. fascinating.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Stephen that, Bloom too. was the was the uh, reporter for High Times magazine. <laughs> Stephen Bloom, interesting name. Uh, but yeah, there you two go. Two
0: takeaways I had from that is one the, I just imagine how much how funny the guy thought it was if this is how it worked where you're just like I'm going to give all these potheads I'm just going to give them a map with them, where I tell them there's a treasure so <laughs> when they get high they go look for this treasure and it's just like a random random map of just yeah. a bunch of bullshit and he's like I'm just going to give it to the potheads and so let them have fun with it and they probably loved it, they, it, it makes me want to drop off of a I, map
2: at a high school like in Horatio up here or something and just see if it turns into something <laughs> in 70 years <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and then the second question and this is just, you mentioned Grateful Dead. Pops, I, are
2: either one of you a deadhead?
1: I, I would have to say no. I mean, I like a little bit of their stuff, but I'm not a big deadhead.
2: Not a deadhead, but no. everything I've listened to, I like.
1: Yeah, I like them. They're oh, fine. Okay.
2: Well, so, so the, the
0: whole wall, there needs to be. A se- which I guess they need to talk to the Waldos, but like a, a couple seasons of the Waldos would that's just great it'd be yeah. hilarious. James it's Franco, yeah,
1: the Waldos and they're getting high and driving around. It'd be like Cheech and Chong movies from the back in the yeah. day. It'd be probably pretty fun. Executive
0: produced by James Franco yeah. and Seth Rogen. I mean, it'd be <laughs> great. That.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Oh, that's brilliant. So there you go. Happy uh, 420. Happy 420
1: to everyone.
0: Happy 420.
1: <laughs> so at four, oh. you know, at four, at 420, at four at twenty after four on the day of four twenty. I'm just saying there's probably a lot I bet the Waldos has <laughs> got probably a lot, of, a lot of that going on.
0: Yeah. As as we head out, let's give the people what they want. They come here for oh oh well before we do that, while Pops is doing the favorite thing that didn't get on the pod, I am going to look up the score of the Ice Hawks to see if we are now a national champion. So stick around. But I know what here's what they want to know, Pops. What's your favorite? Well, I'm actually I'm going
1: to have to crawfish on something that I said earlier. Oh, on one of on one of my earlier segments, I was upset at the housekeeper. It was one of those uh, what do you call them bougie yeah. problems or <laughs> right. champagne yeah, problems yeah, yeah. Uh, that she was putting the uh, the uh, uh, measuring cup in the in the obviously incorrect sure. place. Well, I think I'm crawfishing on that because she also began putting the cutting board in a different place, and I think it's a better place. <laughs> And and so so what I got to thinking about so she the cutting board she puts, you know how you have some cabinets that have those vertical yeah. things where you put like cookie sheets and stuff? She started putting the the, the cutting board in there and, and I thought, Wow. That works. That, that actually makes a little sense. Yeah. And so then I got to thinking, Oh, she cleans houses <laughs> for a living. She might have a better idea of where stuff should go than I do even. <laughs> And so now, <laughs> actually, tomorrow she's going to be here. So I'm going to get I'm going to get that. I don't remember where she used to put the uh, measuring cup. So I'm going to put it in the dishwasher <laughs> tonight, and and, and, and see what she learn puts something. it. <laughs> and and maybe you know what, maybe it'll be better than, <laughs> you know, I thought it I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, since, since you mentioned that last time,
2: she's come and clean this cabin that I'm staying in right now. And the whole time when I walked back in the house and smelled the pine soul and saw how clean everything was, I was like, I cannot believe dad besmirched her name. I'm going to write in for her Christmas <laughs> card. Like this is incredible. So I'm glad that you walked that back a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: so, you're saying when you found that cutting board, it was just one of those little, nice little pleasures where you're just like, well, oh. No. I was, was irritated, I like, where's my ar, ar, ar,
1: cutting board, you know? Ar, ar, ar.
0: <laughs> Funny, I know exactly how that sound actually is in real life.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were probably some uh, superlative uh, exclamation points and asterisks and pound signs uh, that were said too. But when I did locate it, it just really, it was like, Eureka that i think that's a better place and you know she she's probably got more experience at it so i think i'm gonna put the i'm gonna i'm gonna see where yeah. she puts this measuring cup it might be better <laughs> yeah so, test it out for a week see I'm, if it works
0: I, i'm glad open open your mind yeah. a little bit there maybe <laughs> maybe the place that she put the measuring cup was actually the better spot yeah. for it. that's she's that's expanded my mind absolutely nice. those are good moments so, those are good
1: moments oh yeah
0: well, now then we will log off. You can go ahead and expand your mind a little more if you want to indulge in 420. That's up to you guys. As we head out, the Razorback Hockey team, the Razorback Hockey Club lost to Hope in the National oh. Championship
2: 3-0. to zero. To Hope. We, we hope College, which hope. is a Michigan school. The so they were playing in Michigan school. I will say, though, just by the way, I looked up a little bit about this. They're playing in like a Division three tournament and they're technically a club team. Um, they're the highest ranked club team in the nation.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! We don't have to throw out. We were playing for a national championship. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, okay, sorry. Sorry. That's all we need so, to know. Oh, we had to. Yeah, and they
2: lost to a Michigan team, so surely they know sure. no hockey. So this is pretty impressive for the Hogs. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've never seen hardly anybody. None of my buddies play hockey, so I'm just saying there's not a lot of hockey. <laughs> well, and they had to beat. Arkansas they had to beat two
2: Michigan teams so. to get to the finals. Um, they also had to beat two Texas teams, but.
1: Is it a
0: Michigan league? Okay, I was just making sure <laughs> we weren't playing in the Michigan league or something. <laughs> alright that'll do it guys we will see you next week talk some draft and everything else Hey, peace homie, peace out peace the
2: day is here
0: already um everybody got blue snowball recording oh I guess I'm mad because I don't have a
2: blue snowball but I'm oh, good cool. guys. everybody's funny today huh Well, you did ask a very direct question the answer was no yo
0: I have proved all so much
1: now. Now to join to join to
2: <laughs> that's true
1: but see, don't you get irritated when somebody asks a question? You may answer the question like you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, well but on the other hand I didn't know exactly what he meant. There was no question what he meant, so that's fair. But yeah, I'm with you, Dad. What is it like to know? Always answer with smart. The guy I don't know if I can recount this right, but the guy's in a hot air balloon and he and he He's floating around, and he comes down towards the ground, and he sees a guy, and he goes, Hey, where am I? He goes, You're in a hot, hot air balloon, about 10 feet above the ground. He goes, I know, asshole, but that's not what I meant. He goes, Why are you mad at me? I, I answered the accurately, at me. and you're mad at me.